Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamash, and week seven is here. We're going to get it started tomorrow night. Saints playing. But before we can talk about week seven, we got to talk about week six and the big storylines coming out of week six. No more undefeated teams in the NFL. The Eagles and the 49ers were the last two undefeated teams. Both lost. Let's start off and talk about the 49ers who were taken down by the Cleveland Browns and that crazy defense in Cleveland. CMC got injured. Debo got injured. And Brock Purdy wasn't great. 12 for 27. 125 yards and a touchdown. Nothing spectacular. Actually atrocious to be fair. But this was the kind of the big thing with the Niners is everybody's been talking about like, hey, is Brock Purdy that guy? Can he be the guy that leads them to the Super Bowl? Or at least plays his part to a average to solid above average player come playoff time, come adversity, come these tough moments. And to be fair to him, even though the game was terrible, he didn't play a good game, he did get them in position to make the last game-winning field goal by Jake Moody, who unfortunately missed. But I think it's a sign of a good player. Like, I'm on the fence with Brock Purdy. I'll lean more towards he's good enough to lead them to a Super Bowl or play his part to a Super Bowl. I think the guy who's going to lead them to the Super Bowl is the guy who was injured and got injured in the game. And that's Christian McCaffrey. I can say pretty easily or he's one of the top two or three guys. To me, I think he's the most important offensive player that's not a quarterback for any team. The 49ers are loaded with talent. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. But that engine... That team does not function at the level the 49ers can or at their peak level because they don't have Christian McCaffrey. If Christian McCaffrey's injured, and luckily reports are that he there's a chance he could play on Monday night against um, the Minnesota Vikings. If that's the case, you're in a good position because CMC is the the heartbeat of that team. He's the engine that makes that 49ers team go. And if he's compromise at all I think the 49ers really don't have a chance to win unless Brock Purdy just elevates to another level which he hasn't done he doesn't need to do that to be fair they've got so many weapons Kyle Shannon is always dialing up these crazy schemes to get these guys wide open and Christian McCaffrey it seems like you know it's the death taxes and Christian McCaffrey if he's playing is going to score a touchdown in the 49ers uniform the 14 straight games with a touchdown for Christian McCaffrey the guy's a superstar an absolute stud but that's kind of his Achilles heel he gets injured he was injured last year with the Panthers he was injured the year before that and once the 49ers really took off is when Christian McCaffrey was healthy they made that run and then unfortunately every single quarterback in San Francisco got injured Eagles got through Super Bowl but everybody who's let's kind of let's kind of go back a little bit and talk about Brock Purdy, right? CMC, if he's not peak CMC, the question with the naysayers are going to say is, can Brock Purdy win 
when not everything is coming up roses, when everything is not 100% working in your favor. That remains to be seen, although, to be fair, I got to give him props, right? If Jake Moody makes that field goal, everyone's like, oh, look at the 49ers. They are still undefeated. Brock Purdy, under pressure, clutch moment, delivered, even though he didn't play a well game. And that's really what it comes down to, which sucks. Because narratives and everything are made strictly based off of a kick that was right outside the upright. And if it's, you know, five feet inside or toward the left, it's inside the upright. And it's like, oh, look, the 49ers are undefeated. Brock Purdy didn't play well, but he got the job done. And it's like, what? How is we're such a big difference just from a kick that was missed, right? But I got to give major love to the Browns. That defense is absolutely star-studded and loaded, and they're absolute dogs on that defense. Miles Garrett, what is he, a top two, top three defensive player in the NFL? Wherever you think you rank Parsons or TJ Watt, Miles Garrett is right there in that conversation. And the fact that the 49ers are coming off their thrashing of the Cowboys, beating them by 32 points, it's like, oh, they're going to run all over the Browns, considering the Browns also have P.J. Walker as their backup quarterback playing in the game because Deshaun Watson is injured. That doesn't happen. The Niners struggle against that Browns, that defense in Cleveland. And shout out P.J. Walker, though, as well, right? XFL guy who got his start last year, who got a few starts last year with Carolina, was pretty decent and is a very serviceable backup. Sort of similar to like a Gardner Minshew, a guy who's played a few starting games. I mean, Gardner Minshew obviously has a lot more starting experience, but a guy that you can rely on in the case that, you know, Deshaun Watson, Jr., in this case, obviously, Anthony Richardson, who's going to be out for the season. Gardner Minshew is a very serviceable backup. Most teams don't have that. And that was kind of the big thing, you know, although Zach Wilson's kind of coming into his own is whenever Aaron Rodgers got injured, it was like, hey, Zach Wilson is not going to be the guy. They're going nowhere. But the Jets have turned it around. And let's kind of talk about the Jets, right? The Jets and the Eagles at MetLife. Eagles, Jalen Hurts, undefeated with the lead. And turns the ball over right at the end. Those interception, Brees Hall scores on the next play. They end up winning the game. And Jason Kelsey talked about this. Even when they were 5-0, and it's like, hey, we haven't really played well. We really haven't looked good. And that's a sign of a great team that even though you're 5-0 and and you're not really playing your best, you're still winning. But it looks substantially worse and you get more spotlight on yourself when you don't play well and you lose. Jalen Hurts, 28-45, one touchdown and three INTs. Also a fumble lost. So four turnovers for Jalen Hurts. He's already had more interceptions, or he's, I think he's tied as many interceptions as he did all of last year, including the playoffs. So Jalen Hurts obviously has to play better. And I have no doubt that he will, and they're going to figure it out because Jalen Hurts, to me, is one of the top five, seven quarterbacks in the NFL, wherever you want to rank him. He's a stud. He had them in the Super Bowl last year. They're going to be solid this year and going forward just because Jalen Hurts is just, he's got the intangible, the leadership. The guy's one of the hardest workers. In the, like, the guy is the truth. I love Jalen Hurts. 
but he hasn't played really well. And if the Eagles are going to go where they want to go, Jalen Hurts has to play better. Has to play better. Um, easy for me to say, I guess. Um, but another thing I really want to give major love to, like, talk about Zach Wilson is like, is he turning it around? You know, Jets are three and three. Everyone thought the season was over after four plays. Aaron Rodgers gets injured. It looks like, hey, there goes your season. There goes everything. Now you got Zach Wilson again. And even it felt like even the players were kind of giving up. And reports were about, you know, there was riffs in the locker room about Zach Wilson. And if he should really get the opportunity, should they bring somebody in? Robert Sala kind of delayed that for a week. Zach Wilson played well against the Chiefs. They ultimately lost that game, but they've turned it around. They beat the Broncos. Now they also beat the Eagles back-to-back games. Two-game winning streak. The Jets are looking much better. That defense is legit. They won. Sauce Gardner didn't even play in the game. That defense, you know, they were talking about being the 85 Bears. They're definitely not the 85 Bears, but they're they're really good. They're top five defense. And if they keep playing like that and Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over, which has kind of been his bugaboo, if he can avoid turning the ball over, they're going to be in position to win all the games. I don't know, like that. 17 16, 20 17. They won't necessarily need to score 35 points to win. Kind of similar to the Brock Purdy situation where it's like, just don't lose the game. We've got enough players and our defense is good enough to keep us in all the games. I think Zach Wilson, you know, he's proving a lot of people wrong, me included, because I thought, like, when he took over for Aaron Rodgers and he was playing it looked like the season was gonna be a wash because of how badly he was playing they won that first game against the Buffalo Bills but the next couple of games he looked atrocious and it's like oh is it the same Zach Wilson from last year and there goes the Jets season now they gotta wait another year until Aaron Rodgers hopefully comes back and plays healthy and last one I kind of want to get into is like there really hasn't been any truly dominant team in the NFL this year if you really had to give it to somebody who's probably been the best over the course of these six games, again, it's a very overreaction, but we're only six weeks in, only a third of the season. I really think it would probably be the Detroit Lions, which is crazy to think about. Detroit Lions in my lifetime have done absolutely nothing, even when they had Stafford and Megatron. They made the playoffs that one year, lost to the Cowboys, but... The Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell, that defensive line, that offensive line, Aiden Hutchinson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, David Montgomery, who's unfortunately injured right now. Jameer Gibbs might be coming back, so that's definitely going to help them out. They just, they play sort of old school football, but Jared Groff's not turning the ball over. He's fine. He's getting the ball to his playmakers. Hit that big ball of Jameson Williams last week. Amon Ross, St. Brown is an absolute stud, a top, I don't know, five, six receiver in the NFL. The guy's always open, making crazy catches, making tons of catches, especially on the volume he gets. The guy just catches the ball so often. And Jerry Goff's completely had a renaissance in his career where he went from, hey, Super Bowl with the Rams to like, this guy can't play football at all. Gets traded, goes into wilderness to the Detroit Lions where careers go to die. And he's completely changed that culture. And he's he's been a big factor in their turnaround. And then that defense is solid. Aiden Hutchinson is taking a huge leap forward. The guys look like an absolute stud this year. Just wreaking havoc. Got interceptions. Got some sacks. The guy is 
doing it. They're winning the game in the trenches, which is uh, which is translate translatable when it comes to playoff time, right? Where it's like you don't have to throw the ball fifty times, you don't have to throw the ball forty times. You've got David Montgomery, who's going to come back in the next couple of weeks, as uh, Dan Campbell reported. You've got ground. You've got passing game. You've got a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, a quarterback who's efficient. And then you got a defense who's solid. They beat the Chiefs on opening night in Kansas City. Possibly the most impressive win outside of possibly the... Cowboys getting thrashed by the 49ers. Like, I feel like that's one of the biggest victories of the season is what the Lions did. They're 5-1. and one. They're right there. They have a good chance to possibly win. They're most likely going to win their division for sure, but have a chance to possibly get that number one seed. And that's a game changer. Imagine Detroit Lions number one seed. That would be crazy come playoff time. That remains to be seen, though. Um... Again, unfortunately, last week couldn't. There was some stuff come up, personal stuff. Couldn't really upload an episode. Don't really want to get into it. It's not a big deal. Um, we will be consistent again, starting this week. Uh, Premier League is kicking off again. The international break ends. Chelsea versus Arsenal. I will do an episode on a prediction for that within the next day or two. They play Saturday, eleven thirty. So you guys look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I. Am out.